You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Have a lot of new content dropping there. Today's episode of Locked On Rays is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use that promo code Locked On, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Promo code Locked On at builtbar.com. Well, Ulysses, it is a Monday, Monday afternoon, actually. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And uh, usually, you know, we don't do this every week, but occasionally, if there's a couple things that happened in baseball land and Rays land, we like to recap what we learned from the weekend, our takeaways and observations. And there were a couple of rumblings here and there with. Uh, your favorite baseball team. So I am curious to hear what your biggest takeaway or, or what you learned from the weekend that you'd like to discuss on today's show. And then I'll have mine after the break. Well, yeah, Friday was the international prospect draft, uh, which is a very exciting day. If you follow prospects, which is something I've always wanted to get more into. I think the, the show has actually helped me, uh, you know, kind of, get into this this world which is very exciting and talking to Aram has always been you know kind of a, a learning curve and really exciting mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh wanting to like go to a museum and know who painted that you know like oh that's a Monet oh that's a you know right. Da Vinci I, I that there's just this kind of aura about prospects and, and what it it can be and so on Friday the Rays agreed uh to terms with 10 international players five from the Dominican Republic five from Venezuela uh, obviously, I'm going to not go over all of them, but the yep. first two were very interesting picks. Um, their, their first pick was uh, number four, uh, ranked in the uh, MLB Pipeline's top 30 prospect list, uh, Carlos Colmenares. Uh, he is from Venezuela. He's currently a shortstop. Um, they signed him for $3 million, has really good range in shortstop, soft hands, they said. His um, his swing is a little bit of an uppercut swing, so you can pro- probably see that he lifts the ball, but that that'll also mean very prone to strikeouts. We all remember uh, Reed Brignac's uh, uh-huh. swing, and, and sometimes it gives us nightmares to this day. Um, but uh, that that can all you know be, be be fixed above average arm, above average range. So this is a get kid that's going to fill up. And and his body and 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 could become you know a a really good piece for the race in the future. And the second guy who was number seventeen in the top thirty list was Johnny Pirong. Um, he was signed for up one point eight million dollars. He's an outfielder. They say that he could possibly stick out in center field again. Could develop an above average arm, uh, a good swing mechanics, which. 
is a little bit different than saying another guy has a, a slight uppercut. So I think by saying that Johnny might have a better swing, a better uh, ability to hit for average than Carlos and apparently more pop uh, that he could develop a, a, a certain power. So again, these two guys will be hopefully part of the Rays team in let's say what, 2025. Uh, they're young guys. So, so there, there's much to do much to learn, but uh, this is exciting. Yeah. Coleman R is 17 years old. Pirone is 16 years old. Uh, and then I see on this top 10 list, like it's basically all shortstops and a couple of pitchers. And I think the theory <laughs> is usually the most talented guys, most, most athletic guys are playing shortstop and then they can move to a different position later on. You know, the, the international signing period is, definitely an opportunity for the Rays and other small market teams to gain an advantage or try to gain an advantage over these yes. large market teams, because I believe the Rays and a couple other teams, they had the highest bonus pool money to work with. The Rays had $6.4 million or so while the Yankees, for example, only had $4.2 million. So that gives you an opportunity to go out and get a Coleman RS for $3 million. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Wander Franco signed for around that amount correct. of money several years ago, back in 2017. So, yeah. but we have to keep in mind, it is fun to talk about these guys, just like with the MLB draft and everything. But like you like to say, lottery ticket, crab shoot, a lot of these guys, most of these guys, the majority of these guys aren't going to see a raised uniform or an MLB uniform. You're, you're lucky if you can hit on one of these guys and, and or sometimes maybe multiple of these guys. What's interesting is, you know, we love to focus on the guys that get the most amount of money, which makes sense. And, and the guys that are ranked as, you know, top five, top 10, top 20, top 30 prospects. But a lot of times, at least in recent years for the Rays, it's been the guys that they've given 50 grand or a hundred grand or 200 grand. Like, and th those uh, guys have turned out to be big time contributors over the years. Like uh, race fans know Johnny Chirinos, uh, uh -huh. Diego Castillo, you know, th th these can be pieces that will ultimately build your team. But like you said, you know, uh, uh crapshoot you know and yeah. so all of these 10 guys are, are not going to see a, a, a raise uniform but if one of them hits and they have the, the the talent that they can reach their their ceiling i mean these are very yeah. intriguing parts uh that could become part, part of the race and like you said you have to maximize the avenues that are available to you that don't um matters so much financially because if the Rays again can even hit a 50 million dollar budget uh payroll for for 2021 or for you know a lot of their years uh then you have to spend big on these options in the international market and and you could possibly get a wonder franco again these yes. are just we're, those are big big names there that we're, we're trying to do, but they've come from them. Johan Santana came from, uh, mm -hmm. from international speed. I mean, Pedro Martinez. I mean, you, you've got a lot of Latin players that go through this process and they can become not only contributors, but legends, Cy Young winners, and, and, and possibly even a hall of famer. So yeah. I think this is great that the race really do make an impact on trying to, um, you know, maximize their potential and get some really good pieces. 
this is an area where we talk about the razor so cheap, the razor so cheap. They actually spend on this front where they're hoping <laughs> yes. that that initial investment of $3 million returns them $100 million in production or something <laughs> along those lines. And it's funny, I do have a little bit of a theory. And if you think I'm way off base, please let me know. But I think when you're giving these guys 16, 17 years old, $3 million, $2 million, even again, that's life-changing money. So you got to focus, you got to make sure these yes. guys have a good support system around them. You've got to make sure they have a good makeup and you also have to, it's a little bit of a guessing game with the projectability and, and realizing yeah. that, okay, if I give this 16 year old a $3 million paycheck, is he going to continue working? Is he going to continue grinding? Does he absolutely love the game or was he working until he was 15, 16 years old once that paycheck and then just kind of tries to groove on by right. and thinks that his current talent will get him to the majors where it's, it's a long, long process from there. Well, you know, and this happens all across, uh, you know, it, it, it took Blake Snell getting yeah. to the majors and, and, and still eating like crap and, and, and not really working out and, and, and being sent down to AAA and then talking to his dad and, and dad said, look, if you really want this, you really need to work at this. I mean, you yeah. can't just graze by because you, you can't graze by in the major leagues. A good pitcher does his work and has a five ERA. Like mm -hmm. it's a very difficult job uh, to, to, to excel at. So if you have the talent for it, you still have to work at it really hard. And so it's going to be very tough for, you know, the scouts and the front office to see a guy at 15, 16, 17 and say, well, we think that the project, the, if we project them five years out, we could get this. It's a very difficult job, but the Rays, I think have done a really good job at creating summer leagues and, and, and creating academies where they can see these guys mm -hmm. day in and day out. And, and, and build them up because you have to do that if you're the race. You, this is where you have to spend big. And I'm glad that they do it and always try to get in front of the international prospect by, by not only doing the research, but by getting to be in that pool with the most amount of money. That's the most important yeah. thing for the race is to always try to get that. Absolutely. And uh, I think the number one prospect that signed was Jonas Cespedes' brother, I can't pronounce his first name. Yolki, Y-O-E-L-Q-U-I. He might be the first, if there's a guy to make it to the majors, he might be the first one, not just because he's the number one overall <laughs> prospect in the international draft, but he's 23 years old. He's yeah. six, seven years older than some of these other guys that have signed. But, um, you know, okay. So I wasn't really all that close. No, you were close. Yolki, Yolki Cespedes. Yeah, you definitely have me on the uh, on the pronunciations. That's for sure. I will say, I wonder, you know, a I guy, wonder why. I wonder why, but yeah, there we go. Venezuelan bump for all these guys that signed out of Venezuela. One guy who you I know, think, yeah, funny thing is so when I saw the tweet by the Rays and I saw all the Venezuelan flags, I'm like, well, look at that. Almost all of them are shortstop. We do yeah. have a reputation. Uh, it's true. It's true. What's funny is. Um, the guy, there was a guy named Kikito Severino, a lefty out of the Dominican Republic. I think he only signed for 45K, but he's already throwing 94 miles an hour. So it's guys like that, that I think the, the Rays really could, you know, find a, a steal here and there. But, you know, this is an interesting topic and indulge me for a second, because 
look, peek behind the curtain. I knew that you were going to bring up international signings on today's don't tell show. People. Come on. Yeah, I know. So I, I don't, uh, intern McGee, give me these facts and figures. I've got some facts and figures. Intern McGee. Thank you. Thank you. Thank intern you. McGee. Oh. Go back to your little guy. Got to give that guy a raise. Give him a Starbucks yes. gift card today. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so, and I just want to show what can be a crapshoot from year to year. So I have the, according to MLB.com, and maybe this is a byproduct of MLB.com, just throwing crap to the wall and hoping it's, uh, we don't really know all, we know the measurables, but we don't really know all that detailed information. But they have international player rankings dating all the way back to 2012. So I pulled wow. some of the, the notable names from 2012 to 2017 and just want to run through these and just give you a sense of, some years are really, really strong. Some years are really, really weak as far as the top prospects are concerned. So 2012, the number one prospect was a guy named Gustavo Cabrera. No idea who that is. Nope. Uh, and in the top 30, the only recognizable name, for me anyway, was Suwei Lin, who's basically had a cup of coffee in the majors, and that's been about wow. it. Yeah. Uh, 2013, again, a little bit stronger here. Number one pick or number one prospect, was Eloy Jimenez. There was also Glaber Torres, Rafael Devers, and Luan Diaz. Wow. 2014, the number one prospect, international prospect, Dermis Garcia. And then I didn't recognize anybody else. So 2014 looks to be just an absolute terrible year. Yeah. Um, 2015, the number one prospect, Yadier Alvarez. I don't know who that is, quite frankly. Nope. But also in that uh, in that signing period, there's Lucius Fox, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Christian Pache, Andres Jimenez, Leotis Tavares, Juan Soto, and Fernando Tatis Jr., who was ranked number 30 at the time those <laughs> rankings came out. I think if they could go back and who knows, maybe they went back and tried to change some of those before uh, before trying to get caught on that, doing a little um, yeah, yeah. revisionist history there. Uh, 2016, <laughs> number one, uh, the number one prospect was Luis Robert. So I think they, they hit on that for sure. Uh, after that, I recognized Lourdes Gurriel and Randy Rosarina at number 20. Look at that. That was basically that for the, the list there. And then 2017, which I didn't want to go into 2018, 2019, or 2020 because it's just not enough time for a lot of those guys. But right. 2017, number one, Shohei Otani. Number two, Wander Franco. Uh, Jeffrey Marte, who the Rays signed, uh, was number four. I, there hasn't been too much discussion about him. And then Julio Rodriguez, I believe, with the Mariners. He's a pretty big prospect. So it's, again, this year, you could have seven guys who turn out to be all-stars, or you could have zero guys who turn out to make it to the majors. Like, it's, well, it, the, that's what we're working with here. Well, I think that's then, then that's the perfect analogy, lottery tickets. Look, <laughs> if Colmenares just somehow becomes an Eloy Jimenez, like, yes, mm-hmm. take that. A Rafael Devers, 100%. Take that. Glaber Torres, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice to just pay one a 17-year-old kid $1.8 million or $3 million like they did with uh, Piron or Colmenares, and boom, they become a Glaber Torres? 100%. 100%. So it's fun to talk about. I think uh, people should be aware uh, uh, of what's happening in the international scouting pros- uh, prospects, yeah. then you know, if if anything, 
in two years, those guys will be on spring training and, and, yeah. and hopefully uh, rubbing shoulders with guys that they want to be teammates with. Uh, come back in six years. We'll have an update on some of these guys. See which guys made it. See, <laughs> see which guys did not make it. All right. I'll give you my uh, takeaway or takeaways from the weekend. But first, we've got to tell you a couple uh, about a couple of our good friends like betonline.ag. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. And that is, of course, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. I'm already looking, I've already made my bet on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Green Bay Packers game, Bay versus the Bay. The Bucks are a four-point dog. Nope, nope, nope. I am uh, going all for the Buccaneers here. So that's right. And if I'm if I'm wrong, you can you can send uh, all your hate mail to at Zambrano Ulysses on Twitter, and then he will uh, he'll uh, pilfer <laughs> through those and and uh, give us a report there. So okay, BetOnline.ag, and there again, it's not just football. I mean, they've got basketball. Baseball, of course, once that ramps up. Hockey, lots of different things as far as that's concerned. Uh, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. The improved built bar is even more delicious than ever before. I got to say the greatest best tasting protein bar on the planet. Ulysses, did you get your latest package of built bars by any chance? I did, man. And so far the toffee almond has just been getting me crazy. That is such a tasty bar. Oh my gosh. I've yeah, I got mine last week and I think I've already went through half the box. Like I'm trying to keep it to one bar a day, (laughs) but sometimes I got to reach for that second one. I tried the apple almond crisp. That one was really good. Uh, I mean, all of them are delicious. That's what you need to know. And there's so many different flavors. I I think they've got up to 18 different flavors now. And I don't know how they do it, but they're a hundred percent covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, Uh, I do, I I tell you guys this, we tell you guys this, that, you know, it's a great pre-workout thing, or you could, it's a great after dinner dessert type of thing. Hey, it's new year's resolution time. You're trying to watch your weight. You don't want to indulge in a, in a fatty piece of chocolate cake, go for the built bar instead. That's what we've been telling you. You should, you should know that by now. And if you don't believe us, like, look, (laughs) cookies and cream flavor, for example, 17 grams of protein. 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, and just four grams net carbs. So go to builtbar.com and use that promo code locked on, and that'll get you 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Okay, Ulysses, uh, my biggest takeaway and what I learned from the weekend is. The Rays did agree to arbitration salaries with Tyler Glass now, Yanni Chirinos, Manny Margot, and Joey Wendell. However, they were unable to come to terms with Ryan Yarbrough and G-Man Choi. So those two guys will be Wait. going to arbitration hearings. Uh, I, I don't know when exactly. And I think in the past they've headed at the Benoit, actually. 
So, but yeah, so uh, they, they could not come up to an agreement with uh, Ryan Yarbrough and G-Man Choi. So I'm, I'm thinking because it didn't come to a, an agreement, G-Man Choi was asking for 5 million and Yarbrough was asking for 6 million and, and the race just thought that it was too far away, right? It was, it was millions apart. Is, is, that, is that what I'm thinking? Is, is, is that right? Uh, normally you would think that, you know, both sides would be millions apart, but really we're just talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's really not all that much. G-Man Choi filed for $2.45 million and the Rays want to pay him $1.85 million. Yarbrough wow. and his team filed for $3.1 million and the Rays want to pay him $2.3 million. And again, it's just, I, to me, it's a really bad look. It's a really bad look of like, okay, we, we've already saved how much money by not renewing Charlie Morton's contract and letting go of Blake Snell and letting go of guys like Hunter Renfro and bringing back Mike Zanino at half the cost. And you can't like Choi, I get a little bit. Uh, and again, if you're, if you're that concerned about paying him a couple hundred thousand dollars, you might as well have just let him walk and keep Nate low. If, if you're so concerned about all that, but Ryan, you're you. like, Ryan Yarbrough has given you a lot of production the last three years, right? I, I mean, don't know. This is no, this is, this is facts here. Okay. Ryan Yarbrough has had more innings on a mound than any other race pitchers since he has been in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Pay the man the 3 million for God's sakes. The race front. Come on. This is to be. This has to be ownership. This has to be ownership. Uh, I don't think this is Neander saying no. We can't pay him. This has to be the ownership. Uh, I, again, we have to come down on them hard because, dude, how can you not pay Yarbrough three million dollars? How uh, and and if Jimon Choi was wasn't so replaceable that you you couldn't just put Nate Lowe in there for six hundred k, then now you're lowballing him at one point eight. The guy has been in a major league team for the last five years. However, uh, you may call it, oh, well, a cup of coffee here doesn't count. Man, you know what? It's really difficult to get a cup of coffee in the major leagues. It's, That's it's true. really difficult. It's, you know why? Because there's only 700 spots. And to be in a major league team in one of those 700 spots is already difficult. Pay the man. Pay the man the $2 million. He's helping kids in South Korea, for God's sakes, during a pandemic, giving, giving, giving money away, giving masks away. Yarbrough, the guy has a heart of gold. Land Lakes, uh, Land Lakes own Ryan Yarbrough. My God, he's been a, a, a fan since 98. He has a Devil Rays jersey in his childhood at home. Pay the guy. God. Yeah. Pay it. Uh, for what it's worth, I think the Rays have lost – their last six arbitration cases, or there was a time where they lost six straight. So like the, the lawyers are like, no, we, you're being too cheap here. You gotta, you gotta throw up a couple more shekels than that for, for the record, Yarbrough 2018, 147 innings, 2019, 141 innings. And then this past year, 55 and a third innings, which was second most on the team behind Tyler glass. Now also was, really, really solid contributor in the playoffs. And I feel like there's, look, these, these hearings can get ugly because your employer is basically saying, this is why you suck. And this is why we don't want to pay you what you're asking for. And it can get very heated at time and can kind of 
I mean, be a buzzkill. Like how, if you're Ryan Yarbrough or G-Man Choi, you're hearing all these negative things come out of the race camp. And it's like, do you even want me on your team? Do you even want me to play for you? And how do you, and can you imagine like what, let's just, let's just think about this. What Ryan Yarbrough is texting his teammates and those throughout baseball right now, man, this cheap, cheap ass organization, they don't, they don't want to give me that extra $700,000, $800,000 for what I've done the last three years with this team. Are you kidding? And I'm supposed to be what the number two starter, number three starter for this team in 2021. Come on. That's another thing, Kevin. Like you have to take into uh, into consideration. Not only has he pitched the most innings, and you said he was second in twenty twenty. Well, guess what? He was second to Tyler Glasnow, and 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 Ryan Yarbrough spent time on the IL. Okay, yeah. so like he was second by two innings, by two innings, and was still on the IL. Uh, yeah, and you haven't done crap to the starting rotation. So you have to think he's top two, top three in the rotation. I don't think they go Waka before Yarbrough. But if they do, then he's still a top three starter mm-hmm. in your on your team. And you're not going to pay your a, a starter on your team who has done all that Yarbrough has done. Three million dollars. I mean, there comes a time when you just got to say, you know what? The poverty franchise comments are not that far off if you can't pay Yarbrough three million dollars. Yeah. And he's been one of the few guys that the Rays have let go deep into games. Yeah. You can talk about, uh, he's pitched behind an opener so many times, but he was the the last guy that was closest to getting a legit complete game. Also, they've let him go six, six and a third, seven innings. They haven't let a lot of guys have that opportunity. So it's just one of those things. And I mean, if I had to guess, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, you would think that the arbiters would side with the players or at least one of the players in this case but who knows um as far as the other guys glass now got four million dollars so maybe that's the rays thinking of well glass now he's our ace and you difference maybe you should get a little bit less you should get you know 40 percent less uh than what tyler glass now is making instead of 3.1 get 2.3 or whatever it is. Uh, Trinos got a pretty low amount. Wendell got a pretty big raise going to $2.25 million compared with 575 grand last season. What really intrigues me though, on the arbitration figures, besides the guys that they couldn't come to terms with Manny Margot getting $3.4 million. That's a lot of money invested in your center field. Now, when you include Kevin Kiermeyer. Right. Yep. So I wonder, yes, I wonder if that's kind of, and I, Margot, certainly what he did this past season, certainly deserving, even, you know, as just a, yeah. what he was beforehand, that, that that's about what you think he would deserve. But to the raise, you wonder, well, we got, we got Manny Margot who can actually hit and yeah, he might not be as good as Kevin Kiermeyer, but if we're able to save $8 million and just slip him in center field, or corner outfield call up Josh a little Lowe. bit better might be something offensive production yeah mm-hmm. yeah and you can pair him up with Josh Lowe then that's 500k and then what then center field is done for four mil so it's a it's a good conspiracy theory <laughs> I like where your head's at I just you know it, it's disappointing that what's happening to Yarbrough Gmon I get it because he's platoonish but again these margins of differences is not that much 600k yeah. in one and 800k in another so, I mean, they must have a, 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 a plan for each one. 
obviously. But I would think if it's more than a million, you say, no, look, let's go to arbitration. But if it's less than a million, if it's 600K, yeah, is it really impossible for you to say to that guy, look, we'll go halfway? 300k or maybe they already did maybe they were 1.2 away they came back to 600k and then they couldn't make meet their differences obviously we don't know what actually went down in that uh smoke filled uh room but um i don't know it's just disappointing 600k 800k that's that should be pennies for a baseball uh, for a baseball team especially after one that went to the world series especially after two guys that have been with you for the last two runs right yeah, 600k 100k it's a bad look yeah and i mean you you basically already saved by i mean in, in a sense by trading nate low like you already sort of saved that money too you saved that exactly. five six hundred thousand dollars and at some point there's got to be like is the juice worth the squeeze you're going to these hearings and you're yeah. having to bad mouth your player and you're having to get your lawyers on board and you're having to prepare documents and numbers and statistics, which I'm sure they already have a lot of that analytics based stuff, but it's, I feel like it's a lot of time to go through and to argue for over again, if it was, if there was a $3 million difference two two and a half million dollar difference. Okay. I get that, but it's really not all that much at the end of the day. And again, uh, we look at how many players in baseball are going to arbitration, 13 in all of baseball. And the Rays have two of those 13 players. Bad all these other teams were able to come to agreements and, and get the job done, but not the Rays apparently. So again, and, and not for 1.4 million for, for both of them. Again, and, and just not a great look. Jake Odorizzi went through it twice with the Rays. And yeah. uh, when asked about it, he was just not happy. Uh, and he says, you know, the stuff that, the, that they say about you, that it's negative and why they don't want to pay you a lot of money ultimately does get under your skin. Cause hello, you're yeah. a human being and it pisses you off. And, and, and what a great way to start Bring training, Kevin, to try to get them uh, when yeah. your team just told you, look, you don't do A through Z right, so we don't want to pay you this much. Way to motivate you your w- player. Yeah. 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 It, it's just not great. And again, if you have a very big difference, fine. But again, very bad optics. World Series mm-hmm. run, World Series contributors, not that much money. You've basically unloaded like $30 million from the payroll, and you're yelling like a little kid about $1.4 million. Not great, yeah. race. And on the back end, you know, maybe there's a point in the career of maybe you do want to try to bring back a Jake Odorizzi to your franchise or a Chris Archer. The Rays are looking for veteran pitchers. And maybe some of those players remember some of those arbitration hearings and are like, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't, I, I don't like how I was treated during those terms. And yeah, it, Jake Odorizzi has been very, very vocal about that. And I'm sure other players have been as well. So that's my big takeaway. We'll see what happens with all of that. Uh, As a reminder, uh, check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash raise unfiltered. Also check out the locked on bets podcast. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're better this year and want more wins, listen to locked on bets and your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to locked on bets, wherever you get podcasts. 
All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday.